1: I'm here with my good friend, Tracy.
0: I'm here with my delightful friend, Amber.
1: And this is The Road to
0: Tarvalen
1: today, episode six, season two of The Wheel of Time, Eyes
0: Without Pity. Oof.
1: And what an
0: episode it was. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, I was just like, at the end of it, I was just like, whoa. 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 <laughs>
1: So what's your what what's our spoiler take for this episode, Tracy?
0: Oh, you know what? Um hmm. There's so much that happens in the episode that feels that we get like we could get through it mostly spoiler-free.
1: Okay. So you want to do spoiler-free so far?
0: You know what? I think we can. And I think it might be kind of fun to do that cuz we haven't we don't always do that and then that kind of excludes people who don't know everything. And so then we could just like run to the end. I feel collected enough around this episode to be able to do that today. <laughs> okay. So where would you like to start off? Oh, the beginning. I'd like to start out with the beginning. Okay. I loved that it was just straight out the gate, Rena dragging Egwene into that cell, kicking and screaming, and, like, we had the wrap up from episode five, we know she's wearing the collar and to not make us wait for it. I was just like, yes, give it to me. I'm ready for this. Like I feel, I feel like Christian put in chat that the pacing needs to pick up some more. And I agree. And I feel like there being like, no, like hold back. This is, this is what you're looking at was just like, whoa, whoa. I agree. How was great, amazing, horrific, and amazing.
1: Yeah. The Egwene plot overall felt like the major plot of the episode. Yes. And as great as Madeline Madden was, I also cannot discount Celia Mendez Jones. Is that? I hope I got their name right. But regardless... They gave a really great performance and they weren't they weren't coming from it in this overly cynical mm-hmm. theatrical villainous way. Mm-hmm. You know, they give Renna gives her a little like pat on the head at one point right. and it's just it makes you recoil, right? Because it's not like this mustache twirling villain.
0: <laughs> it is not. But
1: it's, Deeply psychological, and I mm-hmm. think those are. That's a good thing to play up. I feel mm-hmm. like instead of it just being like a mean antagonist, like someone who's ruthless. Yes, there was that dark aspect of the shan Chen. Uh, their whole system being based on you know subjugation and status, and yep. I feel like all of the scenes that we got with the Shan Chen shows that especially mm-hmm. with uh Sue Roth. Like that was mm. that was a fun moment as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I mean I'm kind of jumping all over the place. But it's okay. Yeah, like, There's I so much
0: that happens. Like this episode was just like yes. <laughs> there was so much yes.
1: I don't have too much to say about the Egwene plot really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it just it feels super obvious right Sean Chen bad ta-da to me that's what it felt like and I don't know like I don't I don't watch a lot of shows like for some reason I'm thinking of like The Handmaiden's Tale where it's just like almost like gratuitous yes and This didn't feel gratuitous in the wheel of time. It felt necessary. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, like personally, that's not something that I like to spend a lot of time exploring. Right. But I think for the sake of the show, it's important to really show just how important the Soldam, Damani relationship is yeah specifically for the Soldam and their belief system yes and i think this is something that is going to be really important for the next two episodes of the season so if you don't spend a lot of time on it now you're gonna miss that like whoa moment later on
0: yes yeah i agree and the line, Christian put this in chat too, and I definitely wrote this one down, is you're not a woman, you're, you're domine. And the line that a queen gave before that was, no woman can have power wearing a collar or something like that. And that's when Renna comes back and is like, you're not a woman. You're not even really human. Like, I think there's one line where she's like, it must be difficult to believe your your entire life that you're a person, only to find out you're actually a domine. And I'm like,
2: ugh.
0: The writing for this was really good. I'm with you. I did not think it was gratuitous. They could have pushed some of the violence further than what they did. And I really appreciated that it just didn't feel over the top, but it still made you feel. Like Overall, I felt like that storyline was just every bit as dark as it feels in the books.
1: Yeah. Christian says, as much as I don't like how often we see it, I've read the books, so I don't need the repeat viewing, but show watchers need it. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. Like, every time I watched the episode, Mm -hmm. I kind of just. I don't want to say blank out at the Egwene scenes, but right. really it's kind of like this, I have to be like very detached where yes. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I have to tell myself I don't care so that it doesn't upset me.
0: Yes. It's,
1: <laughs> it's both good and bad, yes. I guess. <laughs> and I could see this episode being really triggering for some people and mm-hmm. not wanting to watch something like this because of you know I, I mean there's so many implications of what we're seeing on this tv show that have places in our own world oh my god like, yes oh, yeah man like mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable because it's uncomfortable it's supposed to be yeah. but at the same time some people don't like watching a woman getting beaten right for i don't know 30 minutes of TV time.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So I
1: can understand not wanting to kind of see it.
0: Yes. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. It can be terribly uncomfortable to go through watching that. Hal wrote in chat Green's face at the end of the episode is heartbreaking and I am one thousand percent on that as well. Like if we just want to run this like through the storyline. Of what happens to her she accepts that she cannot injure Rena, and that like brokenness and crying but then the reveal of her neighbor being <laughs> a sitter of the blue aja like you know I, what
1: like i have i've got beef with the preview Ooh. For this episode, the moments that they show before the episode starts where it's like last season this happened and they show that whole scene with Megan. And I'm yeah. like, oh, OK, so I guess we know what's going to happen this episode. Thanks, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I had already guessed it because when it was introduced in season one, I was like, oh, OK, I know where that's going to go. But. Yeah. It felt a little bit like I don't know, like giving it away. I guess I don't know. Maybe some people need it. (laughs) I mean, not everyone reads the books. Not not everyone is this obsessed.
0: (laughs) That's a valid point too. (laughs) I feel like that little reminder of who she was was probably helpful for anybody who's not familiar with the books and who watched the season but like needed like that little refresher yeah 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 we do find out like earlier with rima that it is a blue sitter that's been captured as well
1: there was a lot happening with the Queen, even though it all kind of felt like the same you know like yeah. Round two, beating. Round three, <laughs> psychological beating. Round four, physical yeah, beating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Round um, five, don't touch this. Round six, don't touch that. <laughs> it's a lot. Round seven, hang her. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And I did appreciate the metaphor for the water. Mm-hmm. In one case, pouring water is like, oh, okay, like, not such a huge deal, but the mm-hmm. way that it's done, it's you're pouring the water like a servant or a slave, and then on mm-hmm. top of that, pouring water, a.k.a. how water is a metaphor for channeling, mm-hmm. she's giving up her yeah. water, her channeling, to pour into another woman's cup. And mm. it's, it's a nice little... It's a nice little theme, I think, for the writing team to mm-hmm. include. They do love their water metaphors.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I think, like, the next... Landfear and Rand? Yeah.
1: So, Landfear and Rand. I don't think I'm the only person thinking this, but I seriously have to question whether or not... Ishamael was actually in that dream or if it was just Lanfear making Mm -hmm. Rand believe that she's
0: protecting him
1: from Ishamael in his dreams.
0: I was wondering the same thing because it's totally possible. I mean, I think it is also totally possible that she could push him out of the dream? Question
2: mark?
1: I don't know. What do you think? I think since they included the line last episode where Shamayel was like, actually, I've had nothing but time to practice in the world of dreams. So him actually saying that and then her just snapping her fingers and kind of waving him out of Teleron Road has to mean one of two things. Either they're putting Lanfear up to show, like, this is how strong she is, this is how great she is in the world of dreams. I will die on this hill, but I think Mo Gideon is better. Mm -hmm. So they're either showing her to be, like, this, almost, like, godlike abilities in Teleron Mm Road, or they're doing it to show, like, she's manipulating this whole entire sequence,
0: and she wouldn't actually be able to do that. Could she have possibly prearranged it with a Shamayal as well? I mean, she could
1: have, but I kind of feel like Ashamael would just be like, no, I'm not doing that. I don't think Ashamael wants Lanfear having full control over Rand because she can't be trusted. I mean, she told him flat out that he can't trust her. Mm-hmm. He seems more of like, you know, let the Lord of Chaos rule. Like, I think he sees her doing her things and her tricks and him kind of thinking, "Okay, well, at some point I'm going to be able to manipulate her as well." She's making things messy for herself, really. She's not really winning Rand over. We know in the last episode they Rand has kind of agreed to like go along with this whole like fleecing of Lanfear. Mm-hmm. So like he has his intentions. She has hers. And I think Ishamayel is just kind of like waiting in the background to see what happens to figure out how he can play the next hand based on what's presented in this clown car of a relationship.
0: <laughs> That's a good analogy. <laughs> it's... Uh, uh, something
1: (laughs) (laughs) snakes and foxes the most recent video that I put up with (laughs) Preston I I try to contain myself so hard but I couldn't help but ending up saying she's just a sexy sexy sex lady that (laughs) land here (laughs) I will say this she is way more compelling in the show than she is in the books. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. She's more fun to watch than she is to read. Yes. Snakes, when she said ishy, I... It was the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's, like, pointing. Like, that was me. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> She said it! She said it! I also think she's just cooler. That seems just like such a basic assessment (laughs) but she just seems more interesting a little bit more sassy and less I don't know her her book character is like depressing
0: I think that I in regards to like did Landfear create the Ishamayel figure in the dream I land on yes with that
1: I think I'm Slightly leaning towards that more myself. It would make sense if that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I could also see Ishamael coming to Rand and being like, I'm the only one not trying to manipulate you. Lanfear, she's doing this. The said i they're doing that. You can trust me, buddy. Ishamael's just. He's got a question mark for me, whereas I don't know exactly what his endgame is just yet. Like, I know what it is in the books, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if they're going to do it exactly the same with the finale here. I could Mm -hmm. see Rand challenging him, but as far as we know, like, Rand's channeling is just, this is another mystery for me. Can we talk about Rand and Loghain? Do yes. care if we go there? Not at all. First off, love all of the interaction between these two characters. Yeah. I would have actually preferred this episode a little bit more of that. Yeah. Where the practicing to channel montage wasn't just like, you know, the first time Loghain's like, kick rocks, not teaching you.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And now he's like, okay, sure. Yeah. And it was so easy. It was just like, you just do this. And then it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I think when you pair that with Egwene and Elaine and the water from episode one, there's a striking difference between the two.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's a good point.
1: Either they're just setting Rand up to be like so, so powerful, right? Like he's the dragon reborn. You got to see. Right how powerful he is. Yeah. But also he doesn't seem like he really needs teaching. Like he's just able to grab the source after someone telling him, Yeah. Yo, like wrestle it like you're (laughs) fighting a bear. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's it. Yeah. I would have really loved if that (laughs) scene was drawn out a little bit longer or cut into short segments so that you could tell a little bit of time was passing. Yeah. Because I did really like how it ends where Loghain yes. is like, Yep, that's all you need, buddy. You're good to go. Like, perfect. Well done. Don't need me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say that. But it, that's so dangerous. It's so dangerous because it's like, is that going to be enough for what we know Rand has to encounter? No. Is my In answer. the future. <laughs> I'm trying to like not spoil anything.
0: What I would have liked to have seen was for at least Rand to do something. Other than just glow. Which was cool. But like he specifically wants to be able to learn battle weaves. Like he's looking to fight. That's what he's expecting. And all he's done is embrace the source, which is great. It's good that he can do that. But he didn't do anything with it. And so he has immense power. But what does he do with it? Like that was where I was stuck in that scene. I was like, oh, well now what? Like <laughs> What's <laughs> great about that too is
1: now we're playing up the difference between men and women, right? And citing are I should say. Yeah. Take, for example, all of the channeling that we've seen so far. We have the water in the beginning, episode one.
0: Yeah. That
1: was an interesting scene, but it was kind of like, okay, like you filter water. It has deeper implications for Nynaeve later on with what she just witnessed. Right. We've got Egwene and her like fire against Mm Leandrin. We have the showdown right out of the ways with the Damane and Elaine Mm -hmm. having her little, like, thunderbolts or whatever it was. That Mm -hmm. was cool. Yeah. But I love how, like, with that, it's like, oh, these are just basics, right? This is just, like, fumbling in the dark. I Mm -hmm. mean, fire, lightning, like, it's whatever. It's, like, the most basic elemental weave, it feels like. Yeah. And then you pair that with what we saw in this episode with suan sanche she literally makes a booby trap out of like ice maybe ah air air. i'm not sure if it was water and then she turns that in like on the exit of the carriage Mm -hmm. with like dozens of little like fillet knives yes You get the idea that when you have training, when you are a female channeler, like you can do way more cool shit with the one power Mm -hmm. from what it looks like. Yeah. We also have Rima at the end where she's utilizing her knowledge of the body and physiology to break bones. And like contort this woman's entire body which was so cool yes so yep. cool yeah another really awesome utilization of the one power is Tomasa's flaming sword Varen came in with a double tap she created a noise that was like so loud and disorienting that the Merdral kind of, like, lost their equilibrium, almost. Like, it confused it for a second, is what it looked like to me. And Merdral don't have eyes, so, like, do we know if they use something, like, weird echolocation? Like, we don't know. Is it echolocation with, like, channeling or, like, the one power? Like, I don't know how they can see. I don't know how they can get around. But it definitely stunned the Merdral. And then she delivered Fire to Tomas's sword and Merdral need the shadows to hide to be killers, and so she took away that from it. It was just awesome. Like they're utilizing channeling in many different ways this season that gets me really excited for what we could see down the line. And Rima here at the end of the episode, that was just like the cherry on top where I'm like, Mm -hmm. man imagine when we start getting more of Mm -hmm. the green aja imagine Mm -hmm. when we get more of the yellow like Mm -hmm. it's the sky's the limit and we know like so many weaves from the books that come up later that are cool but also this gives them the opportunity to take what's in the books and make it better because in the books it's like oh like how many times does someone get wrapped up in weaves of air where it's like, okay, like, they're not really teaching very much at the White Tower, are they?
0: <laughs> like, they're just doing the same weaves over and over again. Yes. That's actually something I wanted to comment on about Rima being included as a character for the show where she's not in the books like this. And it's the fact that, like, we get to see a full a full Aes Sedai in battle mode and then the horror that follows afterwards. But as Nynaeve and Elaine are watching, they're both, like in the books at least, they are both capable of learning weaves quickly by seeing them like once. They haven't really been trained in anything like this in the tower. They haven't been trained to defend themselves. They've filtered water. Hooray! (laughs) And now they're going to battle the Shenzhen with what? Like, they haven't learned anything yet. And so to me, it's just really interesting to see what might happen because they've included this character and given us the visuals to go along with it. Yeah, I'm excited I can't watch that end without crying
1: honestly the end part for me I was fine until Elaine covered Nynaeve's ma- mouth Ugh. and then they held hands and that's what broke me
0: uh. <laughs> for me it was Elaine's like face as she was shaking her head no to Nynaeve like damn <sighs> And
1: that's the thing, too, like, Rima didn't have a chance to get out of the city. Mm -mm. This is, so we talked about last episode, there wasn't a whole lot of attention to whether or not if we know, like, women can sense other women who are channelers, Mm -hmm. besides, like, what we get from the Shan Chen and then later this episode where they feel Someone channeling within the shop. Mm -hmm. And Rima just kind of like sacrifices herself because she didn't have another card to play at this point. Yep. But it really makes me think that there's no way she could have gotten out of the city. Mm -hmm. It makes me believe that she was stuck up there for weeks and weeks, Mm -hmm. not able to leave. Mm -hmm. Because if she runs into the wrong Domine on the street, Mm -hmm. she's toast. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she says it. She tells Elaine and Nynaeve some of them can detect another woman channeling. And I'm glad that that's included because I think that's been a question. Like, can all women feel like who can channel feel other women channeling? And it seems like it's only like a limited number that have that ability, which would explain like the, like the Dominee that are walking through the streets. Like, just walking through the streets. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think of
1: all of the other plots. We can talk about Lan and Alana. Mm Mm-hmm. And Yvonne and Maxim. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that that's over. (laughs) Right. We need to get Lan back to Moraine. Right.
0: It's, It's necessary. It is needed. It is taking too long. Too long. (laughs) I feel like Leanne's barely been in the show and it makes me really sad
1: they do seem to be spending a large amount of time with Maxim and Yvonne Mm -hmm. which I can understand why because of what it means for Alana later down the road won't get into spoilers but they're trio is important Mm -hmm. but at the same time i don't know if it's that important
0: (laughs) i agree it gets a little too much attention like i feel like Mm -hmm. there are other places we could have like those places were places we could have included more low gain brand channeling lessons and that yeah and the channeling lessons
1: like Honestly, you could do that in four minutes. Like yeah. if you split up minute segments yeah. into like one episode where yeah. it's just like time has passed. <laughs> yeah. I'm torn because I love Priyanka. I think she's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. But the warders seem to be given a bigger role, a much bigger role.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting because I always think of Warders kind of like being more in the background, I guess. And maybe, I don't know, maybe in a way it's to show that the Warders in this particular storyline have kind of a camaraderie with each other. Like maybe that's more the focus than the Aes Sedai in in these scenes. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think if it were me, I would be
1: putting more emphasis on Alana mm-hmm. versus Yvonne and Maxim. Mm-hmm. Because I think Alana is the more important character out of the three.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Her story is really important for things that happen later. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that the warder the warder bond seems to be very important to the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is something that they've spent a lot of time on. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Season one and season two. Mm-hmm. We even have Nynaeve training with Warders. Yeah. That's That's extra. That's not in the book. You know, like, is it necessary? I mean, it's cool, but is it necessary? I don't know.
1: We'll come back around to that towards the end, mm-hmm. shall we? Mm-hmm. Let me the other plot lines this episode that I really enjoyed was Moraine and her sister mm. and Barthanas mm. mm-hmm. I love that Barthanas is like like the, the sandwich <laughs> is so ridiculous I love how ridic- <laughs> ridiculous they are this season with the food like Leandrin with her white asparagus right Barthanas with his butter special
0: buttered- cow special cow butter
1: yeah. magic cow yeah <laughs> Barthanis, welcome to Subway. Eat yeah. fresh. <laughs> it,
0: was, it was sweet. Like, it was sweet. Like, there's this uh, this naivete, I think, to Barthanis. Oh, okay. I feel like they're trying to portray him as someone who is attempting that, like, gentle, good heart. Approach to things, especially, and I mean, it's such a contrast because it's Kyrian. It's Kyrian, like the wink, most political, wink, right? <laughs> it's the most political, cutthroat, get ahead, and he's going to be the king. Like, did it's, it occur it's very to rich-
1: anyone that there were two things going on with the sandwich plot? For one, Barthanas and his mother were working in tandem together to like do something with Moraine. Like, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Barthanis came in with the sandwich. She was, the sister's waiting in like the hallway. Barthanis comes out and they're like, oh, like it didn't work. Mm-hmm. She's not, she's not being nice. Mm-hmm. What's going on? She won't tell anybody what's going on. They, are pretty focused on information from her also mm. she was writing that letter and i had right. to wonder if like barthanas was trying to sneak a peek
0: mm. at the end of the scene it does show that she's received a letter from the amaryllin so it would be perfect timing to dip in and see like either if you could get a glimpse of that letter or what maureen's reply might be to that letter did Maureen get a letter from the Omerlin? I thought she was sending one to the Amarlin. She was. But when, like, the scene kind of pans up a little bit, there's an open letter, like, above her sheaves of paper. And the seal is broken. And then, like the, like, the next scene is Swan, like, stamping the top of a letter with that same seal. So my assumption was that she's gotten a letter from Swan. And it's oh. like... It's I like misinterpreted prompted. that.
1: I thought that the letter was sent from Moraine and then it was like Swan. Then the camera pans like fades to Swan mm-hmm. with her with an open letter, most likely the one from Moraine. Mm. And then she was stamping one to send back oh, or okay. to send to someone else.
0: Yeah, I, I read it as Moraine has been prompted to finally sit down and confront what has happened to her and tell someone about it. There is a very small group of people who know what's happened to her. And it's very different when you have to sit down and actually write the words, I've been stilled. That was how I saw it was like she was getting ready to send something to Swan. And Swan was just like trying to keep up with her correspondence while she was in the carriage. And like, whoop, here's another note goes out. And then I kind of expect like that letter doesn't ever get to Swan because Swan shows up in person. And so Maureen is actually going to be telling Swan face to face what happened to her. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah,
1: they really are trying to, I feel like, fleece the audience by telling us the amount of Aes Sedai that have arrived in Kyrian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: With 14 sisters. 14! Fourteen. Yeah, 14.
0: That's a lot. Liandrin even, like, makes the comment, like, the last time this many Aes Sedai were with an Amarulon, it was to crown a new king in Kyrian. So, like... This is unusual that Swan has this many sisters with her. Do you think we're going to actually see the wedding? Oh, gosh. I'm kind of leaning towards no. Or if we do, something happens that interrupts it. Because I would like to think that we're going to see this royal wedding. But I also have a feeling that we are... Not necessarily leaning in a direction that that's going to be possible. There are so many things that are happening in Kyrian right now. And the possibility for chaos is pretty high. So I'm just
1: trying to think what they would fill the whole next episode with.
0: You know, that's, a, mean, that's a really good more question. More torture?
1: I hope not.
0: Um, I have a feeling that Egwene's torture is, if not at an end, it's significantly reduced. I think we're going to get more of her being used as an actual dominée, of her being taken out and shown what she can do with the one power. Mm Hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like that's what I feel they're going to do with Egwene. I don't think they're going to keep brutalizing her. There really isn't a reason to do so right now.
1: Yeah, I just mean like stepping away from that being like the more focus. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I I guess what I'm asking Hmm. is what like the focus of episode Seven. seven will be. I feel like Kyrian is the best bet with like Egwene stuff in the background. Yes. And with Kyrian, that leaves a handful of things. Whatever's going on with Moraine and her sister and Barthanis, which I will get to later when we come to spoilers. Perhaps wedding stuff, which they keep talking about the wedding, but it would be weird if they keep talking about it and then didn't we do we don't it. see it. Mm-hmm. And we get it next season, which they you know, possibly could do, but it feels like they're going to have their hands full with other things next season mm-hmm. that the wedding, I mean, I guess they could just next season mention, like, oh, yeah, they did get married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and by the way,
1: yeah. Right? Yeah. We need to focus, I feel like, more on the Kyrie and stuff. Matt, Lan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Swan, Sanche. And her fourteen eyes, Sedai, I we know mm-hmm. from the trailer that there's that meeting, and I'm talking about like the season trailer before the season came out, mm-hmm. where Swan Sanche meets with Rand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would assume that mm. is next episode. Mm-hmm. So we have to have some type of interaction there, but as like an a plot, mm-hmm. what is it? Or is it going to be, like, equally distributed throughout all of the different characters? Which is fine, but mm-hmm. that's a little bit choppy. hmm
0: I have a feeling, because we didn't have anything from Perrin and Avienda in this episode, we're going to be yes. reintroducing them, and I'm going to bet they are, like, close to Falma, running reconnaissance, and somehow we have convergence and foam yeah yeah what i'm thinking is we get this moment of because (laughs) (laughs) my brain is going so fast um when ingtar and loyal are talking in this episode ingtar is very focused on the horn and loyal is like a we need to make sure like that is going to happen a Engtar is like, the Horde is the most important thing. And Loyal is like, but, but, no, Aguin. And I love that. And so we see that Ingtar has this drive above even rescuing a young woman, which seems like it would be something a Shinaran soldier would be on board for. And instead he's yeah. very fo- focused on the horn and why. And where is that going to take us? And, like, what will it mean when we finally see, like, a potential Loyal, Angtar, Perrin, Avienda? Will there be wolves? Uh,
1: where there be see. wolves? Will there be more Aiel? Yeah. Will there be white
0: cloaks? Will there be Bael Ooh. Wow. And, I mean, yes, there are so many things that can potentially happen because, I mean, are, are we going to get matt blowing the horn is this going to happen and how is everybody getting to fall like if parent and everybody are already there but everybody else who needs to be there is still all hanging out in kyrian how are they getting to fall like are we Wiggate, going to get baby. yeah but does it have to be could we get our portal stone moment? Is that still a possibility in episode seven? Like maybe that's part of what episode seven entails. She said, "Hopefully." <laughs> there was a
1: sighting in—I don't know, probably last year—of someone seeing a water waygate. Ooh, wow! Mm. Like a beach way gate
0: beachway gate.
1: Yeah, yeah. I so that. I'm I don't know. I'm hmm. ugh, I'm not no. holding out hope for the portal stone because Ingtar's already in Falm. That's true. That's true. I want it. I still think we need Should we just jump into spoilers now? Can we do that? I'm like, I'm getting it. This is hard. Oh my
0: gosh. Okay. Whenever you want to. I'm so sorry. I don't ever want to restrain you. Let's do it. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Let's go. Before we go
1: to spoilers, yes, there was mention of Sean Sean Chen Strange Beast. Yes. Hell yes.
0: Yes. That was actually like a note that I made with like little stars around it and everything. Like if I could. Do googly eyes in my notes? I would. I was like, yes, it's exciting. So, spoilers, spoilers. full book spoilers. Okay, take and take it away. Go. Yeah. <laughs> where do you want to start? Like, where were we? Portal stones.
1: Yes. Yes. I think this is tricky because Rand is with everyone—the Ammerlin, Moraine, Kyrian. hes getting dragged in. In front of swan that seems to be pretty apparent Farron's there too just gonna point that out real quick yeah 14 aes Sedai all of them are there Mm -hmm. any aes Sedai that's matters that we've met so far is there
0: that's true good point that covers them all yes if they
1: leave for Falm will they be going in two separate groups Mm. or in one two separate groups feels weird like, unless, unless, now, here's crazy loony theory. Mm. 14 Aes I means, oh, no, like, is, this, is the Amarlin going to gentle Rand? Mm, mm-hmm. Could it be? Mm-hmm. Could it be? And then Rand has a meeting with Lanfear, and Landfear's like, I got you, boo. <laughs> and takes him out. <laughs> to wherever he wants to go. But Mm. is Lanfear gonna really take him to foam when he just wants to rescue Egwene and Mm -hmm. that'll make her so sad? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm. Could Rand escape with Matt and Matt, like, do some Illuminator trickery, get some fireworks, Mm. create a diversion? I don't know what. Get the hell out of there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Would Matt go with Rand knowing that he thinks he's going to kill Rand because he believes Min's vision? I mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. Portal stones are getting really hard to make sense of like how someone's going to get through them. Mm-hmm. If it's Rand and Matt mm-hmm. or if it's Matt alone. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm torn. I would love to see it, but it, it's feeling less and less
0: likely. I kind of I kind of want to be that person who keeps up hope for this to be Oh yeah, I'm so I'm still hoping. I'm still hoping. <laughs> Good, let's hope together. Cuz I really could
1: sneak him out maybe, but
0: well and see that's that's why to me like Varen being there is actually really helpful because she's there to kind of help Brian figure out how to use the portal stone in the book. And so maybe we're taking a different group of people to the portal stone, but Varen is still our, our guide for what might come. It would just be fun to throw it in there, even if they never use it again. Like, I'd, I'd love to see it. And we still need something that explains Matt stabbing Rand. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's only two
0: episodes left. I
1: know. What a pity.
0: It's so not. That's not fair. And I do like this. Christian says in chat, Match and Shin episode seven when someone channels in there and we get a portal stone moment because it catches them? Question mark. I actually think that that would be really cool. Mm,
1: I have mixed feelings on that. Match and Shin just feels like a Dork, <laughs>
0: monosyllabic and repetitive. Yeah, it sounds about right.
1: No, just like I don't know. I feel like anyone that's been through what these characters have been through, someone coming up and being
0: like, "Oh, your deepest fear. Ooh, I'm a ghost. Like,
1: <laughs> get lost, Ma shin I can take it. I'm my own worst enemy. Right. All of the things got that you're trying to come on me. at me with. I've already thought I've already thought about them before. <laughs> Deep introspection. <laughs> Try me. No. I, I don't know. I don't know. Ma Machinchen uh. does feel like it could serve many roles though. Yeah. That, yeah, that could be Yeah, Machin Chin just being a dude in a sheet for real. <laughs>
0: Ooh. Uh, i do like Joints. snakes and foxes put in chat uh men's visions aren't always literal exclamation point i think that's a really good reminder i see them yeah, as always being if, so literal especially with right. the way that they're done in the show
1: right but i'm trying to think of like what would the interpretation be right matt stabbing rand <sighs> I, me- what, what could that be a metaphor for? I did actually really <laughs> he stabs love... stabs him in the back because he wants to
0: make out with Egwene, too. <laughs> no! We already did that last season. Let's not do that again. Where were we? Oh, Portal Stones. I will hope for them, but I won't be disappointed if it doesn't happen. Same. Same.
1: Yeah. I just hope that the men's viewing segment has a good
0: payoff. I agree with you. It's been such like a key part of the storyline and men's battle with what she's doing. I felt like you were kind of holding back around Barthanas when we were talking earlier. Yes. Yeah, I want to know what you've got on Barthanas.
1: The moment... That Moraine's sister was introduced, like, my spidey senses were tingling, and I was thinking, <laughs> is Barthanas going to be the nephew? Yeah. As soon as that thought popped into my head, I thought, oh, are they going to be switching dark friends, like, plots from Barthanas to Moraine's sister? Yeah. But. 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 I would almost double down and say, like, I think they might both be dark friends. <gasps> both of them? Do you think Warren's yeah. dad, too? No. Okay. I think him dying is the reason that they had to become dark friends. Yeah. Yeah. Barthanis, like, he's so sweet. Like, he's too sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the sweetest. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to be a dark friend. Mm-hmm. I want him to be pure. and Yep kind like moraine thinks he is yep but if they're both Mm -hmm. then it puts a lot of things into motion in terms of like moraine being right yes and moraine not telling her sister all of the things that she could be telling her to Mm. make things okay within her family again yeah yeah so with the wedding thing, what you could have is if Barthanis isn't killed this mm-hmm. season, <laughs> mm-hmm. you could have Tom come in next season and doing a little cleanup, getting rid of Galdrian like he does in the books, but also killing
0: Barthanis, starting a revolution in Kyrian. Do you think they would hold off on that for next season, or do you think it would happen, like, now?
1: Honestly, I think it's something that could... I wouldn't like this, but I think that they could do it off-screen. I think Mm. you could end up hearing about, oh, there's a revolt in Kyrie, and the king and queen are dead. And then we meet up with Tom, and he's doing something. And then you get hints, like throughout the season, that it was him. Then it comes out that it's him. I don't know.
0: That's possible.
1: Oh, my God. Snakes and Foxes says Barthanas is actually dead. He was replaced with a Forsaken wearing a (gasps) mask of mirrors.
0: What? (laughs) Landfear is Barthanas. Landfear is Barthanas. Oh, my God. That is loony. (laughs) But I like it. No, that can't be. It can't be.
1: That's too. That's too out out of control. So the last, the last spoilery tidbit would be around Alana. Okay. And the bonding of Rand. Okay. And that would be the main reason why they're spending so much time with Alana and the Warders. Now I don't know if that plot line with Alana bonding Rand is actually do we need to spend this much time with the warders to really understand how bad the situation is when Alana bonds Rand I don't think so Mm -hmm. that's just my personal preference Mm -hmm. but it's it's fine I'm not too upset by it or anything that we're spending that much time with her and her warders right But it does make me wonder if
0: that plot line gets sped up. I've been wondering that, too. Like, I almost feel like it might have to be, but I also don't know. She doesn't do that until after being in the two rivers, after losing one of her warders. And and after she's lost one of those warders, things become unstable for her. And then she does what she does. Like, I don't know if we can have this Alana do that. She doesn't feel like that person.
1: Yep. And that also brings up the question if they're actually even going to have her do that. Yeah. I think it's an important story.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not necessary,
1: right? Mm Mm-hmm. It is if mm. you want other characters to be able to find Rand. I was, she's essentially that GPS tracker
0: on yep. him. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Couldn't they just put like a location spell on him or something? Don't they have something like that?
1: The coin? Yeah. The eye of the world? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just slip something in his pocket. That's all Moraine did. Easy. Easy peasy.
1: The thing is, mm-hmm. is that I'm also wondering what the situation and scenario could be where Alana loses a warder. And I think it mm. would be really, it would be really interesting and compelling if, okay, maybe really isn't the right word, but it could be more interesting and compelling. Yeah. If instead of, I believe Maxim is the one that dies in the books. I think you're right. I think, yeah. It would be interesting if Yvonne dies in the show because she's the one that has more of a connection with him. Yes. I was just thinking that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it could be an interesting moment where, let's say, I don't know, let's say Yvonne is coming under attack by someone and like he, we know he's about to die. Mm-hmm. Like, you could... Present that choice with Maxim, where it's like, should I be guarding my Aes Sedai right now, or should I be guarding the man that I love? Like, who's who am I going to rescue? Like, who am That's I going to good. save in this split second moment? Mm-hmm. And he goes to Yvonne, but mm-hmm. it's too late. Mm-hmm. And then she has to lose Yvonne mm-hmm. and watch him choose yvonne over her mm-hmm. and now she's left with this bond with maxim mm-hmm. who she doesn't even really get along with that mm-hmm. much she could be unhinged yeah and i could see something like that playing well with her taking rand Hmm. Hmm. yeah i don't know Ooh, i like I could just that. see it as something very traumatic mm-hmm. no matter you know Hmm. Not as simple as just like, oh, he died. Mm-hmm. Oh no. But mm-hmm. something with a little bit more of a twist. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. I like that a lot. But also, we would need to stage some type of battle where they're both at, and this happens off screen in the books. Yeah. So we're mm-hmm. running out of time because next book should be the Shadow Rising. Hmm. And that's when she has already lost her water. It happens before we get her POV or her introduction in the Shadow Rising. Yeah. So now's the time. Like if we're going to introduce that plot next season. Like it'll either be the end of this season or the beginning of next season. Mm hmm. So we would need some type of freak accident that kills one of her warders between now and, like, the first couple episodes of season three. Oof. That'd be fast.
0: Yep. Interesting. I mean, they could hold off on it until later, I guess. doesn't matter. I'm just trying to think, like, if we're doing Shadow Rising next season. But I don't know, like, how you would get people in places and... I don't know, early in next season just feels really, really soon. And,
1: too, I kind of have a feeling since Rafe and the actor that plays Maxim are a couple, maybe Maxim will be the one that sticks around. (laughs) I'm just just filtering all of the data. (laughs)
0: Yeah. You know what? You could absolutely be right. You could absolutely be right doesn't hurt to know the right people i guess yeah 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 i like the the storyline that you developed around that though like i feel like that could be a really solid and compelling storyline and especially it could. For... it could be it could be <laughs> it could be crap <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it could be utter garbage no like i like sitting and thinking about it i'm like okay yeah like especially with how they have things set up right now like We have given that time to those two warders and, like, why they became warders. And if we Mm -hmm. are getting that information, hopefully it has a payoff at some point. So that would be nice, you know.
1: It all depends on the viewers. You know, if you're someone Mm -hmm. who really likes Mm -hmm. these characters, it's going to be an interesting and compelling plot. Yeah. But if you're not into these characters, then Mm -hmm. it's like, well, who cares? And then she bonds Rand, and then you're like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Whatever way they do it, I'm sure there's going to be some people who aren't into it, and some who are. It's not a fun part of the books. It's not Mm
0: -hmm. something
1: that I think anyone is looking forward to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you think for that reason they might change it? Or eliminate it entirely? They could, but I I don't
1: think that they should. Mm-hmm. I think that it is a dynamic part of the story that shows that even the Aes Sedai, even these infallible, you know, they're like queens, are still just, they can just be as much of a mess as anyone else. They can be underhanded. They can be emotional. They can be reckless. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. Leandrin even touches on that a little bit when she's talking with Nynaeve and she's explaining the three oaths and she's like, it's our humanity that they fear. And I mean, we also see that in Rhyma at the end of the episode where her warder dies and we know what that does to an Aes Sedai And, like, that's the moment she decides to, like, crunch up a human body. Like, that's... Yeah, she held back until that moment. Yeah. And after that, it was like, fuck it. This is what you get. (laughs) And it was just like, holy shit, holy shit. So, yeah, I feel like bringing that humanity out in the Aes Sedai is... I think it's it's powerful. Agreed. Yeah. I think the only spoilery thing, if you're okay with it. Yeah, sure. Okay. The part between Egwene and Renna, when she speaks about, she uses the word complete, and she says, do you feel the affinity between us? And, like, I'm just sitting there going, Eep. It's right there. Like those little that little clue. It's just right there. Right there. Yep. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. The way that Renna is being portrayed when she. Oh, I'm just ready to see that pot go smash. (laughs) Ah, the upcoming confrontations that we're going to have. I'm just like, how are they going to do this? What is it going to look like? Will I be crying again? Probably. I'm really excited about this episode. I thought it was so, in so many ways, so true to the books. So, like, the visual of things that got things across that you needed to know. Like, the way that Nynaeve and Elaine are kind of, like, back and forth with with each other. And that moment where they're holding hands and, like, this is, this is the start of their long and connected journey. And they got, was, like, boop, like, together, and just these beautiful heart-pulling images. I Overall, this episode was really well done, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. I'm glad that you liked it, too. It was too. quite good. Yeah. I was just like, wow. <gasps> some of it is so dynamic just so the music I loved the music this episode loved it I love that they have not dived like into like too medievally too dark kind of music in some ways it has like its own flavor and I just think it's being really well used this season I don't really know if I have anything else well, let's wrap it up then. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm glad that we had a chance to talk though because yeah. I'm excited for the next episode. I the little glimpses. Do you think we might get Cat crosses the courtyard? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, uh, I was just that Ugh. That's one of those things where I'm like, could they put that on screen? and pull it off and have us feel the way it feels in the book I love that moment anyway I'm good with wrapping things up here I'm excited about the next episode Thursday can't get here soon enough (laughs) here here Mm -hmm. well that wraps it up
1: Thanks so much for joining us. We will continue to release new episodes every Wednesday. We would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave us reviews and share us with your friends in the Wheel of Time community.
0: Let us know what you thought of our content, correct us, send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes.
1: We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop. So
0: until next week,
1: thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalan.